Go time. It's so delayed. It's it's not the delay. It is. I counted. Like I did everything no, 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 that no. is requested of me. Mute me and listen to your rhythm. There's there's a stutter step in there. There's, there's no a hitch. stutter in it. There is there's a no hitch, hitch in your giddy up. It is just straight through. I I don't understand why this is a thing. You know what I mean? I don't get Neither it. Do I? You like the CGI version of Star Wars? Like you, just, <laughs> you know this. Adding stuff in for the sake of adding stuff in. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share with you. I'm not gonna share with you. <laughs> oh man, got that original 35 millimeter transfer. Man, pre pre CGI Jabba the Hut. Yep. Han shot first. Yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. I never Han understood why that was a expressing thing. his Second Amendment rights. Yes, yes. It's crazy that they gave that character. God, I can't remember the name of the character he shot, but they gave him a backstory as well. Oh, that after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's like some. Uh, I blame cancel culture. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of cancel culture and and movies and CGI, I spent roughly the whole weekend cleaning my kitchen. So thank you very much. <laughs> For that, <laughs> I really appreciate your as input. A, as as a <laughs> responsible member of the household, or as a punishment by the only responsible of member of the household, of <laughs> all three, all three, on on both of them and a third one. <laughs> oh, well, so you didn't have to, to sell you. yourself out. That's true, but I mean. Was I the only one who commented? Yeah, I think, well, you're the only one close enough to comment, right? Like, everybody else is just going to be like, dang, kitchen's messy. But <laughs> to my, to my, um, in my defense, though. No. I No, I was thinking about cleaning the area. Then I was like, but aesthetically, it doesn't look rapper-like to have like a clean, you know, a clean countertop. I thought it looked more hip hop. That's it's a very it's a very early nineties mentality there, but you know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> Didn't Black Moon make an entire album about dirty kitchens? That that is true. Well no, either that or in a dirty kitchen, one or the other. <laughs> oh. Yo, um opening questioning, Kev. Not a very, you know, exciting or. All right. Good. So we had, we recently had rain, right? Yes. Then we were supposed to have a storm coming in on Tuesday. Okay. The, well, the day this episode comes out. That rain is no longer in the forecast. Are you super disappointed like I am? Oh, why? Did you have buckets out or something? Are you going to collect the water? I just feel like, you know. It's a little better outside when it's raining. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? I was ready for some more rain, man. I think it's supposed to rain Wednesday. You'll be all right. I, I mean, like I said, it wasn't an exciting opening question. It just was an opening question. <laughs> I didn't have any. If it rained one day every couple, couple two, three months, that'd be perfect. If we can work on that. 
I've always said once a week, every Sunday, every uh, Thursday evening. If we oh, could just- schedule rain once a week, every Thursday evening. That'd be good. Yeah. And Friday when you want to go out, the sky's clear. Saturday, the sky's clear. <laughs> Sunday, it's just getting messy again. Monday, you got to go back to work, so you ain't even really tripping. And then yeah. by Thursday, it washes it all away again. You do realize that's very low on the list of things that we're asking the higher <laughs> powers to. I mean, like, you know, you know, get it done. Commiserate with us on, yeah. Well, you know, we still have the uh, the daylight savings time thing that that California voted on mm. that we didn't turn in because the the how the president ended up being not only a Republican but also an idiot. Not that Republicans are idiots, but. You know, he decided to combine the two for some odd reason. Um, so yeah, and you knew that. I I think the obvious oh, thing is was, that why I they they actively pushed against it because that's yeah. I thought that that all just was like a well. I don't know. Almost. I don't know what would have happened if they gave it to him, but he was so you know tough one. It had so he was so runny mouth about Cali. That I have, I have no doubt in my mind that had they sent that over to him, like, yo, can you sign this to get rid of our daylight savings time? He would have been like, and you know what they're worried about right now? Fires and earthquakes. And, and they're worried about the time. And look, every other, every other state, every other state, you know, whatever <laughs> stupid thing he does or did. <laughs> so I have a feeling they're going to, they're going to go ahead and, and slide that, slide that over as, as pandemic scares calm down. Yeah, I love how they they fix that right after all of our computers and watches actually change automatically. Bang. Thank you, Callie. We appreciate it. Change it. Before all the before all of you tech companies move to Texas, can you please make sure that our watches and phones and stuff are fixed for Callie time now? <laughs> Thanks. You'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back. Oh, I strongly believe you'll be back. Joe Rogan <laughs> will be driving the truck. You'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you guys a couple of years. You'll be back. <laughs> Go ahead. Windows. <laughs> Come on, John. Come on back. We'll see you in a minute. No worries. Um, I'll be here waiting. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I Kev, we got a we got a show. We got a couple. We got a clown to talk about in the beginning, and there's some stuff to clown so about clowns. later. So yeah, much we, losers. I'm already ready. I think. I, you know, weekly episode, all of 2021. I I feel like the capacity of clowns, I'm already, I feel like this year is going to be perfectly fine. Oh, there yeah. are definitely 50 clowns oh, available, yeah. probably right. right now. Clown guest list. Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> all the way down the street. A clown guest list. All right, so, yo, Kevin, you ready, man? Let's get to yeah. that side. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You alive on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy track life and your fam, Kevin Dakota. DJ Short Squeeze. <laughs> 
You know what, man? A nice little teaser for the for the episode. Yeah, Good job, man. Good job. Uh, thank thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, you know, Apple, uh, Stitcher, whatever. We on there. You know what I'm saying? Chilling. Um, you can also catch this on your television. What you do or if you're on BTSN. So here, let me help y'all out. Let me help y'all out. And myself, actually. Can you help yourself? <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you go to your Roku, your Fire Stick, or your Fire TV, any of your, your Amazon Fire devices. You download the app or channel, whatever it's called on their, in their app store, and click on that joint. No sign in, no nothing. We are right there. We have our own section and everything, Rap Sucks Radio, amongst other great shows. And you can catch us right there on BTSN, Behind the Scenes Network. I'm saying. Uh, all right, let's get into it, Kev. <laughs> who, <laughs> who got to chill, man? <laughs> oh, Little Miss Low IQ Anon. You know what? You're full of them right now. You got... You ready for the battle right now? Winning, winning. Marjorie Taylor Green, <laughs> got to chill. Got to chill. chill. You know I'm saying. Topic title for this is "You Should Shut Up Now." <laughs> um, you know I mean? About that time. Um, reason is Republicans politi- politicians were pressed about how the party should respond to Green, who faces calls for expulsion from Congress. This is due to her comments about the Parkland, Florida uh, shooting in 2018. Um, what I am going to report from is NBC News. Uh, this is uh, about a mother who had a conversation, a, a victim of the Parkland shooting. Um, mother had a conversation with Miss, Mrs., Miss, I'm not sure, Mrs. Green. Um, I believe it's Mrs. Um, and... That's the report here, but there are several different conversations that have happened about this, just so you guys are clear. So um, the mother of one of the victims of the 2018 shooting at a high school in Parkland, Florida, said she spoke to Representative Marjorie Taylor Green uh, after Green drew widespread backlash last week for outlandish comments she made on social media, including one suggesting that the shooting was a false flag operation. The woman, whose name is Linda ba- Bagel, ba- I don't want to say Bagel, Bagel Schulman, whose son Scott was one of the 17 people killed in the attack, said Green told her that she does not believe that these uh, believe major school shootings from the past decade were false flag events or that they had been staged. But Schulman said that Green declined to join her publicly to disavow them on MSNBC. So I'm going to kind of sparingly read this so we can have more conversation. But uh, what is notable about this article is that uh, Mrs. Schulman did let Marjorie Taylor Greene know that she was going to be on MSNBC just so she she said you know I didn't want to have this conversation where um, I'm paraphrasing but I didn't want she didn't want to have a conversation that was like a blindsided thing she let her know you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene also said okay you can go ahead and share the details of this conversation so this seemed to be pretty open um, she described it as uh, friendly and cordial uh, so you know parts of this are basically because uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been liking comments that have kind of 
stated or pointed to the fact that this, or I'm sorry, the idea or foolish idea that the Parkland shooting and other shootings were false flags. Um, some of you have Facebook friends like I used to have, which were using uh, pictures of people saying they were crisis actors. So, you know, um, I want to say that Mrs. Green is the only idiot, but shout out to my Facebook timeline. So, um, yo, so now that I've said my piece, yo, Kev, what's up? Yeah. Um, it was weird because I actually saw this article. I think this article posted not too long before we got on the air. So I just have to see hours. it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, everyone, I think most people kind of know what the, the, you know, this woman's been in the news. She's a elected representative from Georgia and uh, we've talked about her before, but, um, you know, pro second amendment, but mm-hmm. also super QAnon, very attached to theories that are on the fringe, like conspiracy, legit conspiracy theories that are not founded in any kind of factual basis. And the thing that came up earlier this week, I believe, or over the past weekend was footage of her harassing, um, we're confronting David Hogg, who's the one of the high, uh, students from Parkland. Mm-hmm. Was Parkland or St- Marjorie Stoneman Douglas? To high school, the he was he was one of the activists that was in that yeah. school shooting. Um, one of the many kids who came out and very actively uh, advocated for gun uh, legislation and some mm-hmm. reform. And and he's a, he's I think he graduated, but you know, high school student. So, um. Basically a kid, you know, I don't think that's insulting him to say she in DC tried to confront him when he was on his way to testify, I believe, or to meet with someone in, yeah. uh, in Congress, confronted him, put it on camera. I, I'm assuming she thought it was going to make her look special, um, but kind of just made an ass of herself. Um, and part of that is what you were talking about where she's, she, um, one of her, one of the many conspiracy theories she believes in is that Parkland, the Parkland shooting and the Sandy Hook shooting are, like you said, she calls them false flags, which from what I could tell means that these were staged events that did not actually happen, that were just staged and set up and made to look real so that people would eventually come and take your guns away. Right. To give someone a false premise to want to take your guns away, which is... Yeah, it's it's pretty foul on a number of different levels. Um, and then the fact that she went after a, a high school kid on the streets, you know, for no reason other than to make herself look better is pretty is pretty clownish in and of itself. So <laughs> I, I like how you said pretty clownish. It's very clownish. It's um, <laughs> it's yeah. There's there's not. It's not even part. It's not partially clownish. It is full on red nose, a uh, rainbow wig, big shoes. Um. My thing about this is, I guess people could probably give me an answer to this their, or their opinion, but why? Why go through all of this? You know, it, I almost feel like, and this is going to be a weird connection, but I almost feel like WandaVision is going to fuel these people into thinking like, see, the government has a secret area that they can formulate these type of things like you know what I'm saying like everything's a stage like hmm. you have to be in that level of thinking to to think this far in my opinion but I do want to go into what uh representative 
um, Hutchinson said, um, as the Republicans were pressed about um, how they would oh, the respond governor. to Green, yeah. um, the quote is, uh, the people of her district elected her, and that should mean a lot. Uh, this is Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who's also a Republican. Um, they elected her, and she is going to run for re-election, and she will be accountable for what she said and her actions. Now, I don't. I'm reading this quote, but I don't know the temperament of the. I don't. I don't know how this was spoken, like how the governor, um, you know, whether the governor was saying she's gonna hold this L, or you guys need to back off. I well, I'm not sure, but I think just reading that quote is is pretty profound because. If if the governor is saying it in a like, and that should mean something to you guys, I read it as, and that should mean a lot that these fools actually elected this this clown. You know what I mean? Like I read <laughs> that quote reads in so many different in both in both ways, in my opinion. So well, I mean, I I, um, I heard him say it. Today. I think it, I think there's a quote from uh, show today. Mm-hmm. Um, one, he's the governor of Arkansas. He's mm-hmm. he. I don't particularly like him that all you know just in terms of his policies all that much he's done some weird stuff said some weird stuff sure I'm pretty sure he's a Trump supporter but um you know he's the governor of Arkansas so she's from Georgia yes, so I would assume yes. that you know he kind of doesn't want to get too deep in it this has given a lot of Republicans I think the ability to you know look reasonable in a like it's a real easy way to look it's like an easy pass for yeah, being reasonable yeah. when you're otherwise a complete lunatic mm-hmm. um, by just saying, you know, by not, not supporting her. Like, yeah, you know, it's, when they, yo, yeah. there are, there are a few, you know, small handful of Republicans who have come out and said, she's, she's kind of got to, you know, she got to go. Yeah. Like Kitzinger or whatever his name is, that younger mm-hmm. dude who's mm-hmm. trying to get her, you know, at least, at least, um, you know, checked in a serious way or, you know, kicked off of the, cause she, she was put on the education committee, um, which is not something that just happens. Um, right. Right. So, you know, that's sort of an elevation for her, you know, it's one thing for her to get elected and then to respect the will of the people who voted for her. Um, it's another thing to, to elevate her to positions that, that, um, she's shown no qualification nor, um, you know, reason that, that she should be uh, allowed to do these, you know, these things that are kind of considered an honor. So yeah, I don't know. The Republicans, they're, they're real wishy-washy. Um, they're all scared. It's, it's, I don't know. To me, it just shows why they're so, why they all want guns. Cause they're all so scary. Well, I- <laughs> about everything. You went, I, you took a, you took a, uh, <laughs> a shot. I, just, I was like, I had to duck. Like, whoo, getting that shot. Like, you know, um, no, you mentioned something that I, I think is important before we move on. And the events of January 6th, I think gave that similar opportunity to a fair amount of conservatives. Right. Mm-hmm. To thing. be like, yeah, to be like, oh, that's awful. We wouldn't do that. But it's like, but you would do the things, not every conservative, I do want to always make that clear on the show that, um, that you know, this is not one of those things where we dump everybody into a bucket and and call them all the same thing, right? But, um, but for those conservatives that are really edging towards policies and ideologies that would lead to the events of January 6th to now kind of be able to skate the rail and say, okay, 
no, that's really bad. And and just kind of kind of play this game like, okay, we get it, but I don't I don't think um don't think we don't see you. You know what I mean? You're you're very clearly out in the front, you know, we see you. Just yeah. Just so you know. And they're not even they're not even it's not this is not Tony Hawk up here skating <laughs> the rail. This Lindsey Graham literally was like, "Count me out." Like new edition, you know. Like the wackest member of New Edition. <laughs> the wackest And then three one. days later, it's unconstitutional to <laughs> hold the former president accountable. It's like, come on, come on, dude. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> you have to be a ridiculous person, uh, I don't know, to even be like him or breathe air that, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. Um, <laughs> your topic title for this... <laughs> I even I even like this one. <laughs> Go ahead and read your topic title. Uh, next topic is entitled Badonka Stonk. <laughs> Why, Kev? <laughs> Why is it titled Badonka Stonk? Uh, some of you may have heard or may not have heard. Some funny <laughs> things happened in the stock market this past week. A little bit of action. A little bit of unexpected <laughs> frenzy with with uh, some some fine people on Reddit, <laughs> some fine people at hedge funds. There were fine people on both sides. There were fine, good people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, all right. So <laughs> the reason for this insanely hilarious topic title, Badonka Stunk, is <laughs> that the Reddit channel... Um, Wall Street Bets founder calls the GameStop, GameStop stock frenzy a symbolic movement. I actually kind of agree with him here, but we'll discuss that in a moment. NPR is the source. Uh, Jamie Rogozinski is the actual player involved in this. He is the uh, founder of Wall Street Bets. And um, so he says he saw the GameStop chaos coming. And in quotes, he said, it's fascinating to watch. As the founder and former moderator of Wall Street Bets, the now famous Reddit online forum that recently sent sh- shares of GameStop, AMC, and other beleaguered companies soaring in a battle with hedge funds, betting the shares would fall. So the hedge funds are shorting, and let's say the little people, quote unquote, are pushing the price higher. Right. Um his quote is this is a great this is a great conversation that the whole world is having right now. Uh, this is in an interview with All Things Considered. The amateur day traders who banded together to fuel a short squeeze on the video game retailer inflicting enormous losses for hedge funds are part of a symbolic movement. It's the democratization of financial markets. It's giving voice to people that didn't previously have one. The rise of free online trading platforms like Robinhood and the instant connection afforded to the internet communities like Wall Street Bets combined to create this moment. That was not his quote. That was a quote from the article. Kev, what's up? Your thoughts? Econ major. (laughs) Thoughts of an econ major. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. See, I know I shouldn't have told you that. (laughs) I think I knew that already, but forgot. Well, I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? Because the the thing about this is that the in in having an econ major has nothing to do with being successful in the stock market, by the way. Um, but <laughs> except for getting the having the understanding that that um, 
striving to have more perfect information about the investments that you choose to, you know, participate in uh, will always help your performance. And by and large, the way that the market, in my opinion, the way that the entire game has been tilted is that, you know, the institutional investors or the hedge fund guys, those guys who are in the mix, just like anything else, whether it's the music business or the movie business or or professional um, sports, those in the know have a closer connection to the the top players or, you know, the 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 people who are making moves. And so mm-hmm. they can more quickly react to that and take advantage of whatever the situation may be. Sure. So the the thing that was fu- fun watching this was that you had a few guys who are probably closer to that level, I assume, who are, you know, at the core of Wall Street bets. And they said, listen, we're seeing these guys buy up a large chunk of GameStop stock. Obviously, we understand why. I don't know. I also don't know that that information is particularly proprietary or or hard to get a hold of these days. But um, what they were then able to do is turn around and say, hey, everybody, guess what we get to do? Yeah. And plus, you love GameStop because we're all nerds. So, (laughs) you know, let's scoop it up. As long as you you listen, you will know when you can, you know, make a little bit of money. But you can also, by the way... (laughs) <laughs> completely yeah. stick it to these guys who are not letting us participate in the vast amounts of wealth that they are creating for their high high value you know clients yeah so that's what happened um of course <laughs> it lasted about a day <laughs> before before all the rule makers completely tried to shut it down including robin hood but uh um, yeah you know we'll see what happens because it's not like they're gonna stop now it's like saying that um, K-pop stands. We're gonna stop trolling, you know, mega people yeah. on TikTok or whatever. It's like it's gonna keep as as long as the ability to do it is there, they're gonna do it because it's super fun. Yeah, there's no need to stop doing that either. But not at all. Um. So yeah, a couple of good points there that um I want to kind of jump in on. I know that. Well, I don't know this, but research for those of you out there. Whether one of the Robin Hood owners or founders is part of one of the hedge funds that took a L, because I believe that that's the case. Um, oh, see, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I was told so- that today. So my initial theory was, Robin Hood is already kind of in trouble with with the the old heads, the old old money energy. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> when this happened, this was their go sign to be like, listen. You guys need to freaking fix this. And so I thought, listen, y'all mad at Robin Hood, but Robin Hood don't have no power. You know what I mean? Robin Hood right. really doesn't have any power. They only have had the power of the people. And when the people push back like they have, then the the, the old head money goes, stop it. Now to find out, allegedly, that he was part of one of the hedge funds is like, okay, see, now you tripping. You know what I mean? Um. And, and so, I, yeah. I haven't dug into what the, the the structure is of how, you know, Robinhood makes money from the people who invest through the platform. Like, you know, traditional brokerage, you make a, a transaction fee or 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 you take a percentage of, of the, you know, the gains or whatever the case may be, right? There's sort of these traditional models um, that I think there have been around for a while, you know, depending on which 
um, firm you're working with. I'm not sure how Robinhood works, but the CEO went on TV yesterday, I think, or the day before, and was saying that they it was necessary that they halt trading to their uh, customers because they were covering the potential, you know, somehow covering yeah. the potential volume that was going to need to be traded as a result of what their customer base was doing, which right. sounded kind of fishy, but I didn't have any reason to know why or why not that was. It also, at the same time, there was a hedge fund guy who last, you know, the day after it happened, uh, had to inject a billion dollars into Robinhood's bottom line, I think, to help them cover those hmm. Hmm. potential costs. Now, again, I'm, one, not just speculating, but also speculating in a way that I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, somebody's somebody's in trouble. <laughs> somebody's in big trouble. Somebody's in trouble. Aside well, from the hedge fund that lost, you know, 50% of its value in a week to a bunch of nerds. To a bunch of goofballs on the internet. I learned two <laughs> things from this. So, because I'm one of the goofballs. I learned, well, not in this case, but I am a goofball on the internet. But- so I learned, I've always thought the stock market, um, and I think we had this, discussed this, but I, multiple people have had this conversation with, including my neighbor, uh, that it's just legalized gambling. The the, uh, the leaf blower lady? No, no. I haven't no. talked to her. Um, you guys you guys need to patch that up, man. Come on. Eh, you know, it's all good. You know, some sometimes you got to shut things down. But, um. You know, there's legalized gambling, like and and, but it's 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 different though in the sense that you know a company's value um, should is based on their is based on their performance, right? That's that's the story. If you believe this company is going to perform in a couple of years, then you you uh, put your money into it and hope that the stock rises. Look at, um, or you work for a company. And you feel like that company is going to be strong and they're giving out shares and you're purchasing shares with part of your paycheck or whatever. However you do it, the idea is this company is going to perform well. And if they perform well, then the value of that company is going to increase. Now, enter in the internet, Robinhood, Webull, Ustock Trade. And prior to all of that, just day traders, penny stock day traders who were looking at companies that were either not doing so great, not there yet. Low value companies are saying we can shave pennies off of raising these these prices. You know what I'm saying? If we see volume, we're going to trade vol- volatility, and we're going to make uh, thousands. If I put in ten thousand dollars, let's just throw a number out there, then uh, and it rises, you know, ten percent, then boom, I'm in. I made I made my bread right. These dudes over the years, I've watched it. I've been part of it. I've done it myself. These dudes are getting more and more savvy and more and more and higher and higher in, in personnel. Like two, a lot of people are day trading. A lot of them aren't day trading stocks. They're day trading um, crypto. Now, mm-hmm. I said all that to get to this particular point because Dogecoin is another conversation we can have really quickly. But I watched this happen in 2017 when I got into to trading and particularly trading crypto because- as I was asking questions, people were like, you should avoid the stock market and just trade cryptocurrency. Trust me. And I was like, that's not even a real thing. I'm not doing that. Right? So, but I did pay attention to it. And all of these pump and dump things, there are groups that have been doing this on Slack and on Discord 
for years and they've been doing it with crypto a cryptocurrency that's worth less than a penny will jump up to like four or five cents and then die in a matter of like two to three minutes if that that's because these groups are pouring this money in you jump in jump in jump in jump in get your money get your money get your money but if you are not out by the time Mm -hmm. it collapses then you probably lose a lot of money right so Mm It was only a matter of time before they took this. They they all collectively made enough money and took this over to the other side of the game. And sure. who's to stop them? You know what I mean? Who's to really oh, stop them? people, rich people. Well, well the house. They're gonna try. Yeah, the house. Let's put it this way: to further to take your your um, analogy further, if you're playing blackjack, um, and you have really really like above average vision. And you can see everybody's cards around here. Your your peripheral vision is is fantastic. You can see everyone's cards. Um, you're going to have better information mm-hmm. than the average player. Sure. If you also have a great memory and you can count cards, you're obviously going to have a way better chance of winning than the average player, right? Sure. Yeah. So what happens when you're? What happens if you're counting cards? They shut you down. They kick you out of the casino. If you do it too much, you never get to go to Vegas again, right? But you were working with the information that was given to you. That's that's what has been happening. It's not that day traders have gotten... I mean, they might have gotten better. I'm not sure. But they just have more information now, right? Yeah, yeah. The so internet they have is, access... Yeah. Like I said earlier to the information that the the the, the big investors have always had. You know, mm-hmm. if you could just go back and look at, you know, just go read any Michael Lewis book basically around um, you know, the the 2008 crash and you know, what the whatever the the big short all that stuff and just just how uh fiber optic connections or ethernet connections or whatever it was that they were using to shorten the the transaction time by milliseconds was yeah. changing the um, performance of the funds in a material way just because they were able to make those decisions just not, you know, less than a second faster than faster. their yes. competitor, right? Yes. Um, so when you see that and you think about, you know, the fact that I can't even keep my Wi-Fi going for Zoom, <laughs> already, you know, you're operating at a disadvantage. So, so yeah, I mean, that's why this, this story, I think, is so um, compelling. But yeah, to your point, it's been going on for a long time. It's, it's not going to go away. Um, I think the fact that it was GameStop was interesting because, you know, people, have, people obviously have a relationship with GameStop on one level or another. They know what it is. They also generally know that it's not a company that's expected to have a 2,000% f- yeah. increase in its stock value. Who compared um, it to Blockbuster? Uh, was it that was was that you? Oh, that I was on phone with that they said it's GameStop is like blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. you know video like no, I don't you think know me, it's yeah. on the way out. But oh, my right. cousin, shout out to my my cousin Anthony. He's you know he's like yeah. It looked like blockbuster. Like there's no reason to go buy a game anymore at this point. Physically, you know, it's just slowly fizzling out. Uh, we saw it happen to music stores. Sure, live in front. Of, it's, it's actually one of the stories about that Kevin and I can share about the music industry that happened to us. Tower Records closed right in the middle 
right as we started to ramp up our sales, Tower Records shut down and that was going to be the main vendor for <laughs> for our for the price I paid record. So we've seen the the um loss of physical merchandise kind of kill um a lot of people in one one fell swoop. We were part of it. There's actually a um, good documentary about them by the way. I forgot to tell you. It's called All Things it. Must Pass. Oh yeah. I can't. It hurts too much. It's all right. You know. Be all right. A lot of a lot of work went into that record. Um, but I'll, let me throw this out here before we move on. So, one of the first places I went to, and they've changed the format of it. I haven't used it very much because it's slightly different than it used to be. But I used to go on stock twits. I was a super amateur, like crazy, didn't know nothing, just kind of read. Um, and on, they'd had a list of stocks that were moving, and then when you logged on. And you can click into that room and people were discussing the stock, right? So then if you expand that list, you can see ones that are moving by smaller percentage and you click in, click in, click in until you get one that has a good discussion going. And I would just read and invest in it. I didn't lose once when I was Mm -hmm. doing that. When I started losing was when I started doing it on my own, like trying to actually figure out, you know what I'm saying, where the volume was going and using all the tools that they, they were readily conversed about. But this is what I learned from stock twits. And this is what I'm gonna pass on to any listener. You have your hedge fund whales that are working for, or your hedge funds and your your money makers that are working on this side, the side that the house, right? But there are rogue former hedge fund people that are very much interested in the common side of it. Our, you know, what I would say our side of it is. And these people are the ones that are on stock Twitch teaching twit twits teaching the game or in um in Reddit teaching the game. These dudes are savvy. And I think that that's the that's what Wall Street is afraid of. Because they, like any other group of people, like any like a uh independent, like an artist that goes independent or what have you, know that they can make more money without you if they know what they're doing. If the game opens up, right, then we talked about it last week, then you can chance to rapper the game and, and make, you know, make a considerable amount of money without ever joining the dark side. You know, these yeah, dudes well, are trying Andrew, to do the same thing. You know, you have this built in army of people that, that you can mobilize mm-hmm. to make the kind mm-hmm. of moves that, that the hedge fund can make because of their volume. Right. Right. Um, it doesn't become that complicated to think about the fact that they're one they're going to do everything they can to make that happen, but they're also going to make sure that they make more money than anybody else right. involved. Right, but it, but it, and that, that's the other side of the game. That's the, that's the side of the game that. Okay, let's discuss. Let's let's briefly try to try to discuss what fairness really is in 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 capitalism, right? Because I've been thinking about this uh, since mm. we had a conversation. We we for the folks that don't know, we had a kind of a pre. We have occasionally we have like a pre conversation about the show, what we're going to talk about or whatever. So. I don't think it's unfair that a person with more information and more knowledge in a free market makes more money than a person with limited or new, you know, or is new to the game. You know what I mean? What would be unfair would be if that knowledge was unavailable to some people and available to others. And I'm talking totally unavailable, not, you know, by level, like, you know, you might know if, if I happen to know somebody at a company and they give me insider tra- stock trading information 
you know, it's illegal, but I, I do form that, form that relationship. I, it's not for me. It's not like, you know, I did anything, um, to undermine the rest of the, the world. You know what I mean? I just happen to know this person. Maybe I grew up with them, whatever. What's unfair is what, what is being competed with right now, right? The hedge funds and they have all this money. They have all the, 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 uh, the resources or what have you, and you have to join them, right? Financially to make more money. You know what I'm saying? If mm. this market is going to be open, like what we saw on Reddit and someone who knows more is making more, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the way that it's set up now. And I think that this, this short squeeze, which short squeezes have gone on, Far before this, this is not the first short squeeze ever, um, period. Like, <laughs> just keep that in mind. This, what's happening is not unprecedented um, in action. It's unprecedented just- Who's who's doing the who's squeeze? Who's doing, exactly, right. So, <laughs> right, it's impressive by personnel. So that's really the key here is like, this could be revolutionary. It's possible to be revolutionary. But just remember- Similar to what's happening in the music industry where Spotify is now paying you four cents to four cents. That's quite a bit of money. 0.004 cents every time your record is streamed is what industries tend to do when these things become fair. You know what I'm saying? Is they tend to be like, okay, now we'll make it fair, but everyone will make equally horrible amount less money. You know what I'm saying? So- that's what I'm looking for. How the how these um these, you know, fat jowl rich people are going to try to make sure that people can only make pennies and they can still make money off the top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it'll be interesting. We'll see. I don't know. I don't I don't think any of us I mean, you you and I are talking in a way that I'm sure to us sounds like we might know what we're talking about, right? Even right. though we have both said we don't know what we're talking about, we don't know. Um, but yeah, it's hilarious going on on Facebook, reading some of the things that people are writing over the last week. Yeah, I'm like, because my <sighs> tangent, but somewhat related example. My daughter's been getting into Pokemon lately. Mm-hmm. Which is this whole universe that I never paid attention to. I knew about <laughs> Pikachu. That was it, right? Right. Every time we sit down, she's telling me about all the different characters and what they do and what they turn into and what their powers are. This whole universe that she's just immersed in, right? Right. And I'm just like, I, okay, I don't care. I love you. And I'm so happy that you're excited about something. And I don't care. All right. So this sounds like me telling you. But then I read people talking about Facebook. I mean, talking on Facebook about about this situation or about crypto. I'm like, she makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the half rat, half rabbit creature that shoots thunderbolts out of its ass than, than (laughs) than you do talking about cryptocurrency she does because it's not real and it, it i mean and i don't want to undermine it there are definitely real qualities to blockchain and etc but dogecoin was a joke 
I mean, I, I just wish that we could recognize that there is, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to get into it because, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't really all the way know what I'm talking about. And I don't want to dis, you know, um, disrespect those that are, that are into blockchain and really know a lot about it. But the currency side of this ranges from legitimate to straight scheme. <laughs> and where you get in is where you get in. And that's the thing. I think I should take it one step further and just say, but that's not. That's not new because short selling in itself is a bet against the, the the company, right? So it's understandable that the house allows you to make this bet, but that's it's like a some it should be seen as some weird prop bet on a boxing match or something, you know, yeah. like like how is which shoe does this guy tie first before he gets in the <laughs> ring or what? It's it's not a thing. No one cares. It doesn't have any outcome on the fight. So when you start shorting the stock and, you know, obviously I'm not, no one's going to make this stop. But um, if a stock is supposed to be an indicator of the future value of the company based on actual data and whatever product or innovation that the company comes up with, that ain't it. GameStop <laughs> is not going to become <laughs> not the behemoth closing. online retailer of video games. It's not after just closing three hundred stores, it ain't. So so yeah, it's it's all a game. Money's not real. No, it's only valued at, at what you say it's say the value is. <laughs> I mean, you know, and profoundly stated by my uh, econ major friend. <laughs> oh, oh the last thing I'm yeah. gonna relay to everybody this the one thing that I, I did learn from that getting that degree which I think I shared with you the other day. Yes. When you're reading that book or that Facebook post about how you can make all this money in blockchain or on the stock market, ask yourself, if you can make all that money in the stock market or by investing in crypto or any other real estate or anything else, if this guy could make all that money, why is he telling you the secret? That is counter to the entire idea of how <laughs> capitalism works. Okay, and then and then his his next post he's going to be calling Bernie Sanders a socialist. But he just shared with you <laughs> all the secrets of how to get rich. Something ain't working. Something ain't right. Well, and and um, we got to get off the subject. But in response <laughs> to you, though, if this is the revolution they're claiming it is, then maybe that's the point. Maybe if if I'm saying strong if if this is the revolution they're they're claiming um, that you've I've seen at least over the last three or well it'll be four years now in my studies and attempts to trade and invest that people are talking revolution they're talking change of Wall Street entirely um, maybe this is the change I don't I, I don't Bernie believe Sanders so I have my mittens <laughs> over here I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, which which you aren't ready to do, Kev? Can I can I take a moment? Yes, please. You guys do not get to see the greatness of Kev Sakota that I get to see in this spreadsheet. This man has been coming up with titles <laughs> that I have been scrolling through. Like, this is hilarious. If you Thank are you, a um, a you know 
newspaper. I stole them all from or, Reddit. <laughs> see? Revolution. A newspaper or any uh, editorial outlet, please contact Kev Sakota for titles to your articles. He is killing it right now. <laughs> the topic title for this is You Ain't Fly, So Go Ahead With Yourself. The reason why, in uh, the roots, come on. Um, reason why is airline pilots make in-flight, making in-flight errors say they're rusty because of the pandemic. Can we just take a moment to recognize how fresh that title was relative, (laughs) (laughs) relative to the topic? Before we get into the topic, can I do a quick sneak topic, by the way? I'm with it. Did you see that Philly has completely bumbled their... Uh, COVID vaccine rollout because they put some children in charge of it. <laughs> uh, I think song you posted that, so yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, what can they just have the roots do it? <laughs> you want Questlove giving out vaccines? Yes, matter Wait, of yes. You, what was the record where he was screaming at the A and R at the end of the end of it? You want that guy giving out vaccines? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ready for that. Uh, the funny <laughs> thing is I listened to this song. I, for, I forgot that he rapped on it. Oh, the You Ain't Fly joint? Yeah. 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 Right. Quest, Quest anyway. Love is a mystery to me. Um, Rocky so, yo, statue. <laughs> right? Let's bring it back. Why is there still a Rocky statue? So anyway, um, the LA Times reports uh, this. The players involved in this, I said, are the full cast and crew of the movie Airplane. Um <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> um, so here's, here's part of the article. A pilot preparing to pull a passenger jet away from the airport uh, gate forgot to disengage the parking brake, damaging part of a toy vehicle that was trying to pull the plane to the runway. Another pilot had so much trouble landing a passenger jet on the on a windy day that it took three tries before the plane touched the ground successfully. In another incident, the first officer forgot to turn on the anti-icing mechanism that ensures the altitude and airspeed sensors on the outside of the plane are not blocked by ice. Luckily for the passengers, the plane completed its flight without problems. These incidents are among at least a dozen flying errors and mishaps since May that pilots and first officers have attributed at least in part, have attributed at least in part to being out of practice because of COVID-19, COVID-19 pandemic, which pushed air travel demand to the lowest levels in decades, had kept them away from flying for a while. Here's a quote. Real simple. Because I had not flown for a few months, I was rusty. The first officer who forgot to activate the anti-icing mechanism said in an anonymous in an anonymous report to the safety and reporting system run by NASA. I felt that my recollection was strong enough, but in reality, I should have taken some time to review the standard operating procedures. Who's who's terrified right now? In other words, he said, we're talking about practice? <laughs> more and more. Oh, the Philly. The Philly shade. <laughs> Piling up. 
It's too much. Hey, man, listen. Man, listen. I don't even... I was like, I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm, and still, you want to fly just so you can tell people you don't want to wear a mask. Well, plane. Uh, yo, there's, there's a reason why your ticket is cheap. It's because homie ain't flown in six months. <laughs> they like, yo, yo, Bill, you good? Well, they're yeah, saying I'm the good. same thing's happening with people on the road. Well, I read that accidents are happening because... Um, that a lot of car accidents are happening because people are driving too fast because the roads are open. <laughs> Yo, that almost happened to me. I mean, not almost happened to me, but the other day I'm driving and I'm on the freeway. Again, the only reason I get on the freeway is to make sure my battery doesn't completely die out between <laughs> times that I get in the car. Literally. I learned the hard way, trust me. But um, I'm on the freeway and traffic started to slow down. I was like, what's that red light? What are all those red lights in front of me? Like, oh, oh, you got the nerve to stop on the freeway? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't run into traffic. I mean, you know, I'm not going that far, and I'm not going at yeah. a weird rush hour time, time of day. But, yeah, I was like, oh, I should probably stop stop this I, um, stop this automobile. When I do have to go into the office, I go in at, like, 4.30 in the morning. Oh, like, okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm not even trying to deal with traffic there, going there. Because I don't have to be there for eight hours. It's just, I got to be there to handle a couple things for the mail and bounce out. But, yeah, um, I hope we ease back in. Because can you imagine a kid learning how to drive right now? It's a cold world for that kid. Yeah. You're going to, man, you're going to take an L in about a year when you got to sit in traffic for real. Like, you think <laughs> that this is it. Like, you, you wanted to go to the mall. You actually found parking, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, wait till reality hits. It's going to be a cold glass of water to the face. Um, (laughs) inevitably though, um, for, for quite a while, I have been going into work very early on, on some Fridays when my, my wife is off on a Friday and, um, twice a year, um, somebody's flipped over on the freeway 965 times and I'm like, it's 415 in the morning, fam, chill. Like, you good. Just take your time. Like, get where you got to go. Hopefully, the person isn't was asleep or whatever. But it's oh, like, gonna dude, guess that's what it was. Yeah, people be man. Sometimes you be on the freeway. People be going mock nine hundred thousand. Like just speeding by. And I'm like, dude, you gonna get in an accident and hopefully you survive. But you gonna mess it up for all of us early birds who get dude, on the freeway to I, avoid traffic. That brought back a memory of me being in. The fast lane, so the innermost lane. So there was really only one direction I could go if traffic was moving, you know, because I had the median right. It's one of those inside lanes where there's no median. There's just the wall to to your left. Traffic stopped. And this is going west on the 10, I think, in the morning. So I think that's when... um, Or in the afternoon. So the sun was right in my face. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, I'm just like, drive. I'm like, if I can't see, I know no one else can see, but we're stopped. Suddenly yeah. you just hear screeching. I hear screeching in back of me. So I just put my foot down on that brake. I didn't pull the emergency brake or anything, but I put my foot down. But I was like, let's hope for the best. <laughs> kind of got ready for it. You made sure my seatbelt was on. And I look at my rear view mirror and yo, I just see a tire flying up. <laughs> I was like... Oh, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. <laughs> like, what? People are crazy, too. 
it just didn't get close enough to me to, you know, there's probably a good eight or nine cars in back of me. But yeah, dude. Yeah, people yeah I, I don't even want to share freeway story. Like, just drive. People, if people yeah. drive, generally drive sober, you know, pilots are all drunk. And you know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? We saw the Denzel movie. Yeah, I I know um two two stewardesses now. Uh-huh. You mean when you the, mean, when uh, excuse me. You mean flight attendants. Flight attendants. Is that is that I something I didn't know if I I apologize if I you know. I know two flight I think, attendants. Now. I think we need to stop right now. Yeah, just take a break. Just, I've done it. I've done something wrong. I had no clue. I thought it was. I thought we were still in you know 1988. You know um, who's okay with you calling them stewardesses, right? Who's that? Marjorie Taylor Green. Okay, that that's how bad it is. I had no idea. All right, two flight attendants, and if I if I gave you two guesses, I'm only going to give you two guesses. When both flight attendants, either or or both, are in my stream and they state that they are a flight attendant, what is the first question that they are asked? Two guesses. You mean like by some stupid idiot? By by random people. (laughs) Sometimes those idiots are my friends. By random people in the stream. Just, it doesn't matter who they are. What are the first one? What is the first question? Oh, I thought you meant like some idiot businessman on a flight. No, 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 no. I'm talking when they're in my stream. And they're talking in the stream, or mm-hmm. we just are outside in front of Long Beach. What do you think the first question a flight attendant is asked? Two guesses. Go. I feel like this is an unfair litmus test. Okay. And there's a, this is a no-win situation, so I choose to pass. No, you have to answer. We got to. This is we. We need. We're gonna end this show. It's not would a question like to, that would, you would Would you like ask. to have a drink with me? It's Okay, so one wrong. And the next one, the next question is. I've I've definitely heard guys offering to buy the stewardess a drink. Okay. I'm like, the you, flight, what, the, what is wrong with you? Shut up. And on the plane, yes. Yeah. Okay, what's guess <sighs> number two? It's okay if I take my shoes off. On this flight, isn't it? You see, you're getting it wrong. What do people <laughs> ask? See, okay. The number one question that every flight attendant that I know has been asked. Do you get to fly free? That's a good one. Okay. Why am I? Uh, what is this, I'm, family feud? I'm, I'm about to, I was going to get the answer and you jumped in. Okay. Sorry. Have you ever been in the Mile High Club? Oh. That right. is the number one question they are asked. Yeah, that's a fair question, though. <laughs> it's like the dumbest. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Well, that, that person's not just asking for his or her own benefit. It's because the world wants to know. That's true. Fair enough. I'm being a little What, do, what do they say? <laughs> Normally, they're like super offended. Like, what? What the hell? Which lets you know that it's likely that, you know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in, man. Um, we appreciate y'all. If you guys would like to uh, catch the show, uh, past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, 
you can go to rapsuchradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you'd like to catch it on TV, you can go to Behind the Scenes Network, download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Go ahead and click on the app once you download it or channel. And boom, we're right there. My name is Trek Life. I'm your homeboy, Trek Life. That is your fam, Kev Sakota. Mile high. <laughs> Mile high. Instead of sky high. <laughs> um, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. What's wrong with Philly? We'll holler at y'all next time. On the count of three, we say peace. One, two, three. Peace. peace. And we out, y'all.